What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. This is episode 295B, the second episode for the week where we will now discuss our thoughts on X-Men from 2000, 22 years ago. Listen, that hurts, man. That hurts. All right, Maybe I watched the wrong movie again. (laughs) (laughs) With you for that discussion, Grayson, Roger, and Chris, for the episode talking about Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, the first two episodes, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming trailer talk, check out episode 295A, which posted on Tuesday, 9-13. All right, gentlemen. I hope you brought your lunch bucket for that one, folks, because it's a long one. (laughs) Lunch bucket, you mean... That's a. I've never heard it called a lunch, a lunch bucket. Pail? Or a lunch pail. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? What? Who cares? Lunch. Chris, did you bring your lunch bucket? <laughs> I mean, I brought a bucket. Okay. Okay. So let's. Okay. X Men, two thousand. This is one of the movies that changed everything for superhero films. Yep. So X Men. Um, I'm gonna try to. So we can do tradition on this. Tomato meter eighty two percent and mm-hmm. the audience score eighty three. I actually think that's perfect where it sits. Um, after having fine. another, yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's yeah. pretty indicative of what the first movie is. So, so fire through the particulars and the cast real quick, so we can talk about something that's good this week. Well, we, something that doesn't that we talked about something on last episode that main that that, that doesn't mean improvement definitely needs improvement. I mean, I would argue if you looked at the whole entirety of X Men, there's a lot of room. For <laughs> there's a lot of improvement available. In that <laughs> there are some really good highs and some really yeah. low lows, peaks and valleys. All right, looks, looks like my stocks. Directed by okay, so this is the um, important. Directed by Brian Singer. It's so he's a grand architect. He's not allowed to. He's not allowed to do things in Hollywood anymore. <laughs> no, but so Brian Singer, um, so. He's a big director for the time, and he did the second one and the third one. <clears throat> so he's the architect of those this trilogy. But Patrick Stewart, huge, huge, huge sorry, Hugh Jackman, Ian McKellen, Femke Jensen, James Marsden, Halle Berry, um, Anna Paquin, a good cast. Bruce Oscar Wiggins, winner Anna Paquin. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very good cast. Now a little bit of context here. Up until this point, superhero films were kind of a joke. Right. Kind of a joke? Well, okay, yeah. they were a joke. And what was the one before? What was the... What when was, was the first Blade? I don't Never know. Mind. Keep talking. No, I, think, I think that was in the 90s. But but I, I don't think a lot of people consider Blade... I don't think a lot of people still knew at the time Blade was a superhero. I think that was just a... Anyway, but... so Blade was 98. 90, so. Okay, so this was 2000. Okay. And... The X-Men, of course, Chris, you know, the, you and Roger know way more than I do, but the comic book lore is legendary. Oh, yeah. It's, you, it's got, I mean, X-Men is, it's, it stands for So itself. much better even than the best movies. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. And there's a lot, I did a little research. There's a lot of weird and very gory deaths in the X-Men comic series, I, oh, I also yeah. found out. Which Comics is are, comic books, period, are brutal. <laughs> and X-Men, that, so like X-Men was like a, a big place for like, some of the some of the most depraved shit happened that you could just buy off a shelf as a kid. Wasn't Cyclops murdered by his own son? Oh God! There's been <laughs> there's been so many Cyclops murders. So okay, what's, yeah. what's your so going into it? So what's your experience with the first X Men movie? How old were you, and what kind of impact did it have? On well, you? actually, so I was going to ask you guys, you know, a similar thing. I was going to ask you, where were you guys when you first saw this movie? Because I didn't see it in a theater. Well, I was an adult. Okay. I was eighteen when okay. this came out, yep. so I legitimately was an adult. You know? Yeah. Because I've matured so much more in the past twenty-two years, um, 
but it was uh it came out um it was in the middle of summer that it came out i remember that and i remember going with a group of my buddies to the theater to watch it and it was one of the so like our movie theaters is back before the amc or it was carmike still at the time back before they were remodeled so there was only like the one hallway full like they actually had sold out theaters for this and Jeez. that was what yeah it's one of the things like you remember because yeah. it never really okay. happened very okay. often yeah so yeah i, I remember that mm -hmm. i'm going to see that so because there was no second option for a movie yeah. theater so i was i was 12 years old when i saw this movie i didn't see it in theaters i saw this movie while visiting my great-grandmother who bless her heart I, I love my nana but never wanted to go see nana and because she was the really weird super old lady that just wanted to like to like hug and attach to you and nope. you didn't want that nope. i don't like that in the wrinkly old shrunken prune and i just didn't want that in my life so me my brother my two cousins went and hid in the other room of the tv and we found and for some reason she had the vhs tape of it and we watched it that was the first time i saw the x-men movie and it was like what four, year was that it was like 2001 i think so like the, why did she have the x-men on did she i don't VHS? know so she just got moved to a new old folks home and i think it was already there i don't know I stole anyway. it from the common room maybe yeah yeah so anyway i saw it on this shitty ass little tv and it was the coolest goddamn movie i'd ever seen <laughs> as a kid because i was already a big x-men fan sure you know and a superhero fan and all this stuff so it was like i got to see all this happen on screen it was so goddamn cool because i did watch the saturday morning cartoon religiously when i was growing up so we're back baby oh yeah so it's it's just it, it was i remember i remember it clear and then four months later i went and saw sam raimi spider-man and Back to so that back. Was good, that was a good set of block of time. Well, it really was. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? How much? How many months later? Like four or five, maybe something like that. It was. Okay. It, was it wasn't long after. It was like Fourth of July when. Yeah. That came well, out. Well, so. yeah, that was two thousand two. That was two years apart, though. But you, you saw X Men late. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I saw it's the on theater. VHS. I saw it in the theater. Um, I you know all the big release I went to see with my friends in middle school. We were cool. big on that. Um, although I was in high school at the time for, for for this, but the same group of friends carried over to the high school too. But mm -hmm. so I did. I didn't know much. I did watch the Saturday morning cartoon. That's the one thing I know about X Men. Is like that's my. That's why I love. It's so good. That's why it I love is. Gambit so much. Is oh Gambit's Gambit's a god. He's a fan favorite. He I'm will so never be better than that cartoon. Oh no, he can't be. Never. Nope. Never. Well, that's just that's my only experience. So that's what I like yeah. about it. But so that's. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't. That was in my. That was in my I even at fifteen I was like, Oh, that can't happen in real life. This is stupid nonsense. <laughs> so I mean I, I, I was anyway, way, guys, I love Lord of the Rings. I was way more harsh on this than I should have been. But like as a as I rewatched it just now on in four K, um right. just this week is like it I, I this is the movie I had the least amount of experience with in the entire X Men film franchise since they started in two thousand. I I watched this one the least. I've never been a fan of it, but I think I was unharshly a fan. I was unharshly judging it. I don't hate it as much as I thought I was going to re hate rewatching it. Okay. Um, it. I thought I have some red flags. <laughs> well, of course you do. Um, I do. I like, yeah. One thing I remember hating in the movie theater watching my friends is Toad is fucking stupid. What? How are the X Men getting? How are? The, how is he overpowering four X Men together when his power is being a Toad? And I was off, so angry Toads at that. Are very cunning. <laughs> Toads are known for their cunning. That's why I just thought at the time, like, that's just the that's dumbest. That's not true. <laughs> so I think the reason why that we got Toad was because he was an easy 
He was easy to do at a low budget. He was disposable. Too. First of all, yeah. this this budget in so they would have shot this in 99, 75 million. This would have been one of the higher budgets. I bet you that went a lot of it into the CG in this. Well, I was say, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sure it did. So what you're saying is they needed to find a couple of throwaway villains that were really low budget to do because for the rest of the budget, that's yeah, what it sounds sure. like to me. So it's seventy five million dollar budget and ended up taking in a worldwide three hundred million. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Well, two yeah. two ninety six, just shy of three hundred, but yeah, three, but still three hundred for for an era where super superhero movies were laughed at when we had bat nipples. Like, no, this is yeah, that's a win. Did you know because of the X Men, the nineteen ninety two or X, I guess to call it X Men ninety seven, because of that success, that's why we got the Power Rangers. Is it really? Yes. Wait, wait, wait! You said X Men ninety seven. Power Rangers were way before ninety seven. They call it ninety. They call it X Men ninety seven because it ended oh, in ninety seven. Right. It oh, came okay. out ninety two. Oh, okay. Yep. Had a five year run. Um, Watch yeah. a lot of Power Rangers going up too. Well, a lot. yeah, it says. That because of the success of that, he was able to sell them on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Hmm. That's interesting. Sorry, right. that was just a little dork trivia there. <laughs> but this is another gigantic kids franchise still yeah, running yeah. to this day, by oh, the God, way. Yeah. There's like 8 billion Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. But no, it's so, I mean, I can remember as, as seeing it as a kid, I was very not okay with it. But now I'm, I see, I mean, I'm less harsh on now. But a lot of the same flags went up. Like Mystique pissed me off endlessly too, because even at the time, I remember thinking, if she's going to copy Wolverine, she cannot copy the adamantium, and she did. She can make it look like it, though. Yeah. Well, they were. Well, there's a scene where they're fighting each other, and they're both using their claws. True. Yes. Yes. So, and so like, I didn't like that at all. This has a lot of corny, you know, two thousand superhero movie. It does action movie and, like crap in it. And you know if you remember I mean? my story, I told from. From watching the Hugh Jackman one-man show in 2019 in Pittsburgh, he talked about how he did a five-minute thing on – so the producers, when, when they first started shooting X-Men, the producer – can you imagine – think of someone telling Hugh Jackman, you gotta be, you're, you're, you're not intense enough. Either you step it up or we fire you. <laughs> and that's why we have intense Hugh Jackman for that reason. They almost fired what I think hey. is one of the more perfect casting choices in he, Hollywood. He, he did fine. Yep. Yeah. He, he made a good career. He carved out a niche for himself. A small, small niche, small little actor you may, yeah. have, may have heard of. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting little story. But there's, oh, yeah. there's so Chris, you are, I think, the of the three of us, the most passionate about X Men. I think so. I mean, it's possible. I know Roger knows, knows some. You know. I, listen, I, I know stuff. Yeah. I, I am not the, I will say, I am not the biggest. So, X-Men. Chris, do me a favor. Take a, take a few minutes, two or three minutes, and. The plot of this, can you kind of tie it to the plot of some of the lore of the of the comic? Well, so uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say not exactly, but okay. But that was a standalone story. Yeah, that wasn't their goal here. So, so there's a lot of sprinklings of things that you know exist in the X Men comic book lore, but nothing that really follows like the comic book stuff. You know, your characters you have are pretty are pretty much the sprinkling, right? You get to see you get Wolverine, who they chose, which he wasn't even the first choice to be the mascot. They were going to go with Cyclops, but they ended up um, going with Wolverine after they casted Hugh Jackman for Wolverine, which is a nice little tidbit. But um. Your characters you get in here, Sabretooth is, is an iconic Wolverine um, villain that he goes against multiple All the times. Time. Com- by, the, by the way, when, when this movie started, I was very confused when it wasn't Lee Schreiber. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I was like, for some reason, my brain like insul- inserted Lee Schreiber in the first X-Men. I'm like, I'm, who is that guy? Why is it not Lee Schreiber? Anyway, go on. Sorry. Well, you know, you're good. So, so like, like we get, you get sprinklings of those things. 
you get kind of the relationships that exist. You get like certain things cherry picked out, of course. I mean, like the love triangle between uh, Scott, Gene, and Logan. Yeah, yeah, Cyclops and uh, Jean Grey. You get you get that, but there's also other things happening here that don't happen in the comic books. A lot of them, um, a lot of Charles and Magneto's, um, like their past is kind of bent to where it'll fit the movie better. All that kind of stuff is sprinkled in. This movie does, like Roger said, it stands alone, but it was a huge jumping off platform for these kinds of movies and for so many good things we got after this. And this movie really showed that it was it's it was possible to make money doing these things because that's what has failed before. Besides Blade, I think mm-hmm. you know, and maybe one or two choice Batman movies, superhero movies don't didn't make money, and they were. They were la- they were they were laughed at. Where this actually took it and tried to you know pay it some respect and get big actors and they all took well, it seriously. I, don't, they I, I think we have to credit that to Brian Singer though, because a lot sure. of yeah. a, a lot of those decisions you make are director decisions. I mean, yeah. having uh, Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. as oh god, listen, he was li- he I, I, if he is not the perfect casting. Listen, if you think Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is a great casting choice, he is. That man personified. Yep, one hundred percent. Like he is the reason he exists. Yep. <laughs> so, oh yeah, and, and like that's he's a legit actor too. Oh yeah. So, and like the only person that I think is a better casting for Magneto is Fastbender. Like, period. Because like young Fastbender as young Magneto, Fastbender as young Magneto is. I feel excellent. like I feel yeah, like yeah. he is excellent. Excellent. And only thing that's better than he. A little little tidbit here is I'm looking at some of the IMDb uh, trivia facts. Is Patrick Stewart was the first actor to be cast in this movie? The I first don't one. doubt that at all. It probably have been like, "How much you want?" And he was like, "What's this about?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, he I actually he, ahead, he actually approached uh, Singer because he was a fan of Professor X in yes! the nineties. I was gonna say it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He knew. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> so good. Um. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> Storyline wise, there's not much that ties into this. Now, after the success of this and the following movies we get, they, adapt their they do try to pull in a lot of stuff. The only thing that they do a good job of is Wolverine's past because a lot of that is pretty accurate to, you know, like for the Weapon X thing and him getting his adamantium. Even the snippets that we get, they follow through with those in the in the second movie pretty closely and they try to keep it, you know, as, as a as a accurate through line which they did pull from very accurately from what that was so good good on them for that well i remember so just as a little side for someone who doesn't do comics is when i and i don't because we're talking about this next week is when i walked out of x-men 2 i thought this is the best comic book movie i've ever seen well, because in your defense at that time, it was, it was, it probably was. I mean, the whole thing and it'll Brian still Cox. go toe to toe with some of the good ones we've gotten True. since then. Yep. Anyway, it so yeah, toe. yeah. But more back to this, this one, Chris. Go ahead. Sorry to mean to interrupt. Oh, uh, I mean, basically, the, that's all that ties in because, like, the rest of it is just a built story. Um, they use a lot of plot convenience to they use get... a lot of uh, a lot of black leather. Yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> a lot. I do yeah. love the I do love the joke that. Cycle or he he or makes would you prefer yellow yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I do love, I do love that joke yeah which which as much as it hurts me that we never got like like original costumes I get it you know what I mean but it's like a lot of what we see in this movie is a lot of plot convenience for them like they got the storyboard up they had points A C I mean A yeah A B and C and they're like okay how do we get to these points and that's where Rogue comes in sure. I think that's why we got the Rogue we do because that is 
So Rogue, Rogue is the least accurate she's character we get. Biggest problem with all the X Men stuff. Listen, regular comic book Rogue is such a badass. Oh yeah, and you know how she got her powers? Saturday I bet Bull. you do. Yep. yep. You well, know who she got her powers from? Tell them. It's Captain Marvel. Yeah. She took her fucking power. <laughs> that's she why she took can, it. That's why she can fly. That's, that's why, why she, she got can super knock the shit out of people. Yep. Yeah. That's why she can do all. She that. damn near killed Carol Danvers. Yep. <laughs> and it's just and. She's my biggest problem with the three X Men movies is is the way that they have to portray Rogue, and it's it's a probably because a lot of budget stuff they're afraid of you know having someone that flies because besides Magneto that's all we have that can that, that can fly in, in this one and, anyway. Well, I think in all of, well no we have Archangel we get yeah you get Angel, yeah. but other than that we don't get you don't get a lot of flying ones. So I think that we're afraid to do that, but because Rogue is such a badass character too. Yes. In the comics and in the Saturday morning cartoon, there's a lot of very sad nerds that never got the rogue that they loved. So it it, it is a it is a liberty that they took for plot convenience because without Rogue working the way she does in this, this movie doesn't isn't written the way that it is, and that may have hurt it. So as much as I'm sad I didn't get the rogue that I wanted, we got the movie that we needed out of it. So if yeah, it, I, if, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, if the rogues the character is the character I have to sacrifice to get everything else that came after this. All right, sacrifice. I always thought they did Iceman dirty in the long run. In the long run, they do because with this movie, he's just a kid, so like yeah. I didn't have a problem with it. But the end of Iceman makes me sad. Yeah, same. But it's one of those things where I think they have some characters that are ahead of their time because the technology isn't there. They don't want to pay the time and the story. They didn't think they were going to do more than three X-Men movies, and then everything else blew up for them. So, it, like, Fox carried this on forever. As, as much as I love uh, James Marsden, um, I always thought that they should have went with a bigger guy for Scott. Yeah. Uh, for Cyclops. Oh, yeah. Because, listen, I think he plays the role okay because Cyclops is kind of a dick because he's been there the longest. Mm-hmm. He's the leader. Yep. He has never had anybody really challenge him for the leadership role, which is a real dynamic that him and Logan actually have. Yeah. Um, I mean, later down the road, they have pretty good respect for each other. Yep. But when Logan's first introduced, you have a problem. But like James Marsden isn't the biggest dude in the world. He isn't. And Scott is almost always portrays this dude as like six foot five. Yeah. Like I was the All-American quarterback yeah. in high school. So sadly enough, and I, I hate to say this, it, it, Chris Evans would, be a, would have been a great Cyclops back then. Just because he, yeah. he fits the look a little more and the attitude a yep. little bit more. But he's not the one we get. Unfortunately, Cyclops is another one of my, if yeah, for negative boxes. He becomes a real problem. Like, they, they destroy, they butcher that character, yeah. man. But in this movie, for what, what he is in this, he's, he's fine. fine. Yep, exactly. But so, listen, when we have the rest of the conversation about the next oh, two movies, no. poor Scott, he ain't doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a bad day. Well, yeah. So this might, since we're talking about people who could have played characters, so this is going to kill you, Chris, because I know you're not going to like this. Brian, Brian Singer's first choice to play Wolverine was Russell Crowe. Oh. But see, but Russell Crowe in two thousand is a different story. Russell Crowe's movie. well, that's that's Gladiator too. That's Gladiator Russell Crowe. At least he's grizzly. But that's yeah. the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. if he'd come off Gladiator and like the next big thing you saw him in, like he was the Wolverine, yeah. like Wolverine X Men, you'd be like, Russell Crowe's a fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> so other other actors considered for the role were Mel Gibson, Aaron Eckhart, Jean Claude Van Damme, Viggo Mortensen, Ed Norton. Bob Hoskins, Keanu Reeves was considered for Wolverine. Keanu Gary Reeves Gary Sinise. And of all those people, Doug Ray Scott was cast, but he was already he he turned it down due to being the villain in Mission Impossible Two. Okay, so he was almost your Wolverine, Doug Ray Scott. 
Um, I don't think then, we get the franchise we do. And then it, it's it, funny it, because it, after all those people, finally, after he asked Russell Crowe again, Russell Crowe turned down and said, talk to my friend Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, that's the tidbit. That's I really fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's what are Russell Crowe looking out for his boy? Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, Hugh Jackman's career took off and Russell's just kind of, after a few years, just went nowhere, but... Yeah. I mean, he made his money. He's yeah. fine. I mean, yeah. maybe he didn't want to play another role. I mean, he just he played Zeus. Yeah, yeah maybe in a Marvel movie. He's doing okay. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Russell Crowe didn't want to be ripped shit again yeah, fair, after fair. playing Gladiator. You know what I mean? Because that's, the, the, I mean, Hugh Jackman's talking Well, do you see it. the thing that Hemsworth just said this past week? So he said he was more in shape for Love and Thunder than he's ever been for a Thor movie. He said he's not doing that again. Yep. He said it was too hard on his body. Yeah, I believe it. And, I mean. I saw all those abs. <laughs> all the abs. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Hugh Jackson's talking about his diet whenever he's he's shooting for Wolverine. It's just boiled chicken and lettuce, basically, for like eight for like, for like eight weeks straight to cut down and just look ripped as shit. Ugh. That's terrible. Eat a bunch of watermelon makes you all vascular. Yeah. yeah <laughs> at that point, you're not eating for sustenance. You're just eating for fuel. So you don't die. <laughs> here's another here's a little tidbit because we're talking about the animated series, too, is – yeah. Brian Singer turned this movie down three times, believing the comic books were is unintelligent literature. <laughs> However, after reading the X Men comics and watching the animated series in 1992, he found the story seems Telling to be you, more provocative. I bet you that, but all, I bet that series got him. All jokes aside, X Men 92 or 97, that whole series, if if you like, you can watch them on Disney Plus yeah. now. Yeah, you can. Yeah. If you watch them, you'd be like, "Holy shit, this was a kids' TV oh, show." Oh god, yeah, because it's, it's super I fucked mean, up. I mean, episode one, the shit that happens, the morph is just dark. They leave him to die. They they literally do. Well, oh. Look, look. Same with Ren and Stimpy, though. It's like that was how in the hell is that a TV of a kids show? I mean, eventually in the the X Men '97, you get like stuck in this weird time loop with Wolverine and Cable going back to destroy some mutant virus. <laughs> It's real fucked up. Yep. No, it's and, and there's so many good storylines in this show in this show too. But anyway, anyway, we're talking about the wrong the wrong X Men. But no, we're talking about the right X Men. <laughs> actually, fair, fair. So, but I mean, for this movie, again, a little ahead of its time on like what it used for budget because I think of the CGI that they sure. use a lot of stuff. I think a lot of cost goes into Cyclops most likely though. Uh probably. Well, Cyclops and, and Storm's uh, yeah. Storm's ability to do what she does. Yeah. Yep. Where yeah, the, I agree. The, Storm flies. Storm does. Oh yeah, Storm does fly. Yeah. So still, but, but she still, uses wind. She does. But yeah, I don't know. Like, there's so much you can say about this movie, good and bad, because there are bad. You know, there, there's some bad, and there, like I mentioned earlier, when me and you were just talking about this. So in 2022, obviously CGI has come a long, long way. What? Well, it depends on what movie you watch anymore. But <laughs> yeah. Generally, it's come a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene in which is one of the final scenes of the movie where Wolverine and Sabretooth are fighting yeah. on top of the Statue of Liberty, okay? Mm-hmm. And so back in the day, like, this is the coolest shit you've ever seen. Because oh, yeah. Wolverine gets thrown by Sabretooth, like, picked up and physically tossed. Yep. He sticks his claws out, like, hooks the spire of her crown, mm-hmm. and spins himself all the way around while it, like, lops off the and, end of the thing. And as thing. a kid, you're like, whoa. As, an adult, as a 40-year-old like, man, I was like... What the f- Jesus? <laughs> because it's the way that they shake, like they move the camera. So at every point during this transition, like Hugh Jackman as Logan is like in this like weird like sideways like reverse <laughs> jumping jack in the air. And it's like, why do we do this? Uh. <laughs> 
and then um, when they're actually destroying the machine, um, I I guess I never caught this before until I did like a hard watch on it to like critique it a little bit. So they make it a point to say that Cyclops can't blast the machine because it's moving too fast and it'll come apart and may hurt injure Rogue, yeah, who has been captured. Logan just climbs right up and just like steps into it like it's like a fifty-five gallon drum. Like yep. this thing is spinning like a hundred miles. Yeah, he now. should be in pieces. Yeah, no regeneration. They're just bounced off, right? Yeah, and yeah. just bloop right into it. It's like, huh? Why didn't anybody tell him like that's not how this works? Yep. I don't know. It's just some of those small things, and the part with like uh, the train when the train's like peeling itself apart, like that doesn't hold up very well. It doesn't look good, but my seven-year-old daughter was terrified in that part. That's scary. <laughs> it is. It, it is. It's scary. Yeah. Also, it still builds real tension. Though. And also, why do they keep putting Wolverine on trains against Magneto? Why does that keep happening? It <laughs> happens in several other of these movies. So, watching this one now, guys, how'd you like all the characters that were reshot for the second movie when they said, "Oh shit, this did well. We're gonna make money on another one." Mm. Yeah, because you get a lot of that in this. You get uh, Kitty Pride is uh, is Ellen Elliot Page, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's the first thing, yeah. and then you get um, you Pyro. Get, yep, you get Pyro's person. different. You get um, Colossus. You get a glimpse of in the first one. You get a glimpse of him in the second one as a different character. And then the third one, he's finally cast as a full character. Yeah. So like a lot. So there's a it has this happens a lot in this where like you're seeing like glimpses of Jubilee is in this one. Is it like a small little cameo at the beginning? She still doesn't really. And she exist. never. She never really actually shows up, which is always weird because, like, she was like she's a, she's just, a big, she was a big part of the animated thing, and she's a big fan favorite for you know, for the female fan base. Well, she had really badass powers when she learned how to use she them. She did, yeah, and it's like I don't know why they never used Jubilee, but I, I mean, we still get we get some other really cool X Men in the whole timeline of all than we see though, at least. But yeah, it's just like seeing this movie come out as a. You know, everyone was like, all right, we'll do one of these. You know, we'll make some money off of it. You know, I think this is a shot. And then they're like, huh, we got to make you, more of these. Do you know how much money the movie made in box office? I think we said like 300 Yeah, million. we said 300 million. Domestically, it only brought in $158 million. Really? Oh, yeah, worldwide was 300. Sorry. Well, so, but no, that that's that's a respectable number. Still doubled its budget then. Sure. But if you look at a movie like this now, yeah. how much would X-Men... When a new X-Men movie comes out, once the slate is completely wiped clean, because that's where it is at this point. Yeah. X-Men is dead, as it stands. Let's there. pretend like Marvel makes well, some X-Men. But, okay, so when it's, eventually it's, that look, it's, it's, it's going to break the billion-dollar mark. Well, that, that, exactly. Like, uh, that's what a, what a return on investment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when that Fantastic Four movie comes out in you know, two Thanksgivings from now, you think that's a big deal? I think that's yeah. going to also break. Marvel yeah. does. Yeah. Marvel knows what they're doing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But but I mean, we're talking about this one, so I don't know. Like, so this this thing just does a lot of things well. But like, a few things that stuck out to me while I was rewatching this, it was the cheesy two thousand action sounds. Like every time Logan got hit, you heard a metal bong. Yeah, like that. Definitely. I, I was laughing my ass off when it just sounded like someone was hit a tin can. Or how about the the corny line where like they're they're breaking into this place and they have to walk through the fucking metal detector. Just so it can go off for yeah. him, yeah. And he just stabs it and yep. has like some cheesy one liner, like "Oh my god!" <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. So one one line I caught now is when they're in the Statue of Liberty. He says he turns to Colossus and says, "They're here. Keep your eye open." Oh, Cyclops! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't catch that the first time. The first few times, I was like, it's just funny because it's keep your eye open. And then oh, when yeah. he when he calls Professor X wheels, 
Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's kind of funny, you know. It's, it's insensitive, <laughs> <laughs> but it's comedy because I did chuckle when he called him wheels because I forgot about that line. Um, well, the other one too, when we first meet Logan and he's cage fighting, yep, and he goes to the one guy who's like, "Don't hit him in the balls," and he goes, "I thought you said it was anything goes." He goes, "It's up to you, though." He just piss him off, yeah, and then he immediately punches his hand and he's like, oh. "Well, so like, I was thinking while watching this too is man." Canada must have been a rough place in the 2000s where you can walk into some weird bar and there's a cage fight You happening. just go cage fighting. And then, like, are they at a different bar when she's trying to steal the tip jar or whatever? it's the same one. Because the guy acts like he doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Like, yep. you would think, like, this guy would probably be drinking for free, maybe. Well, they, well they even the, the, the ring announcer was even, like, you know, and still reigning champion. Yeah. Like, he's like, been there for weeks now. Yeah. Like, he just hold up in his camper out back fighting for dollars. Like, <laughs> damn. But, yeah, but, like, and, and it's just, you know, you've been to many a bar. How many how many bars have you walked to was just cage fighting? Very little have unsanctioned cage fighting. <laughs> Very little. Very small amount. Canada has it. All right, sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, if that was, like, backwoods Mississippi, all right, sure. <laughs> like, what the... um. Uh, the peanut butter falcon that go to those yeah. backwards. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I did. So Logan, I, I guess I never drilled it in my head until now. He's a Canadian hero. Wolverine's a Canadian person, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I never realized. Well, like uh, I, I know I've heard that before, but that's well, something. Ish. Logan is, but I don't think James is. No, but 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 Wolverine Logan is from Canada. That's his origin, right? Canada. Some of it is from Canada. Because there's like a split timeline thing where he was in Canada for a long, long time, and he was in Japan for a long, long time. And but we get you know, the—I mean, we get the origins, and we get the, the the Wolverine film is, you know, we get those kind of. Well, the actual comic book, he does—he's in Japan for a long, long time. So, but. so it has a few things listed for all timelines. Um, Manus in Westchester. Uh, That's the mansion. Yeah, yeah, and then. He's from Alberta, Canada, or Texas. It depends on what, what okay. timeline you're in. What timeline you're yep. in. But nationality is officially Canadian. Fair. Yeah, he is. That's really cool, though. I didn't. I never realized that. Yeah. Explains why he likes getting punched in the face, though. Probably likes hockey, too. Is that a Canadian thing? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> getting punched in the face is a Canadian Yeah, it makes sense to me. My head. Gosh, okay. Sure. <laughs> All right, then. Look at how much, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, it, there's what else? Did you, what, so, what else do you guys not like about this? What, what makes you roll your eyes watching this this 22 year old superhero film? Well, so I, I get, I do give it some creative liberties or some liberty at this point that hey, you know, it is 20 plus years old. But you know, I watched it in HD on Disney Plus because mm-hmm. they are That's all there. It Still looks pretty okay, right? It, like it, it, it was, it was up. okay. Um, which, you know, we made a joke beforehand. Uh, we were talking about the Power Rangers for the second time yeah. today, yep. um, about the old movie Power Rangers Turbo, which actually came out around this same mm-hmm. timeline or same time frame, actually, about how bad that CG is now. Because oh, yeah. listen, it's like bad, bad. <laughs> like, yeah. But this one, it kind of holds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does. I mean, like Mystique's Transformations. That could that should and could have looked so bad on screen. Yeah, and it looks okay. Don't. It, it it's, looks it's pretty fluid. You know what I mean? Yeah. They found a way to make that work, and even back then, that that's kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. 
because it, it's not it's not for years later in the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies the symbiote yeah the symbiote that we get something like that out of an, out of a different franchise and that looked fine but that was years after that so it's, and then we get Venom now you're just like <laughs> cool. yeah yeah so but it's just that was like like there are things in here to not like there are things in here you can poke fun at but. You know, the story's okay. The story's fine. It gets to where it wants to go. The dialogue, be, all the dialogue with uh, with Charles and and Eric, great. And you have two great actors doing it though, which doesn't hurt it at all. But man, like it's like there's good dialogue, there's good writing, and this movie does what Lord of the Rings should have been doing: is it takes its time for the first thirty minutes and really sets up the movie. It gives you the setting, the the build that's happening, the you know the characters that are involved, a little bit of, of pieces of, of the important people's stories, and then a movie happens. It's a beautiful thing. We get two big like big fights, right? We get the one at the train station, capital area, and then we get the one at the very end at the Statue of Liberty. You don't get that much action out of this, but the movie is a good movie, and it's written in a very in a nice way that flows well. And keeps you interested with the characters you're seeing. Does a good job. Well, it also does a good job of, I mean, everything. It's it all seems real within universe. Like it all seems to go. It, it all seems believable in the X Men universe. Yes, I, I and, and that time frame plausible, like an earlier discussion. Mm-hmm. Yes, when I, I also res- I also respect because I mean it's the X Men can get a little crazy and say like like you said there are a lot of branching storylines and it's got a really rich comic lore. They don't really have a problem with time travel. In the X-Men. <laughs> well, I, I I like how they focused on the mutants versus everyone else. Like that's that's a running theme through all three of the films is you know mutants are outcasts and that I love how they stuck with Brian Singer stuck with that. It's very rich and heavy in the first film too, which I don't I forget because I, mean, I don't watch it very often. I mean, spoiler, it's it's like the theme in like the comic book, the Saturday morning cartoon, and in the movies. So I mean and it's, some it's pretty of the, on brand. Well, and some of the best comic book storylines they ever wrote. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> the Eradication series is very good X Men comic book stuff. And uh, which I mean, also and I don't want to talk about future things so much, but when X Men will come back into the, the Marvel banner, mm-hmm. I bet you we get an Avengers versus X Men thing and oh, that could be one so of the coolest cool. things that Listen, if you thought Endgame was awesome. I bet you Hulk comes back if they get really deep. If, if that does really well, that would be that would be the that would be the time that Marvel plays their Hulk card. Because Wolverine and Hulk have some very, very high level epic, like just toe to toe fights throughout like their history, and nothing would make people happier. If they do Wolverine well, whoever does it next and it's successful, Daniel Radcliffe. That could be something we listen. Wait, he's not confirmed, is he? You're, okay, no. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, no. Listen, he's confirmed to be my hero as, as Weird Al, so I think I'll take it at this point. Maybe. <laughs> he's in great shape. When he, when he, when that trailer, he's not very big. In that trailer for Weird, when he walks in and throws a play this, throws a cassette. <laughs> I, I think he's a good. Him and Taron Edgerton, I think, would do a great job, both of them. I mean, we, we, we've talked a lot about like, who we think yeah. could be Wolverine. There's a lot of good choices. Well, and so far, Marvel's pretty good at casting, so I'm going to trust them. They do okay. Out. Yeah, they do a decent job. <laughs> they do okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, Chris, what did you not like about this movie? Well, I've already said a couple things. Um, I definitely, I'm definitely not a fan of the way Rogue is portrayed because she is a fan favorite. She sucks. 
Yeah, she she sucks through this whole series, the whole does. trilogy. Though, but, but like she she always she kind of sits a backseat in the other two films too, and like more as it goes on, more well, she of a becomes the crux of like I want to be cured. Yeah. They they hamstrung <laughs> her, you know what I mean? Like lately, like, like, they take that character and they kind of got her, unfortunately. So I, I I don't like that. Um, I find I find much comedy in some of like the weird cheesy eye rolly stuff that we get that kind of goes away after this movie, which I can I'm thankful for. But other than that, like this movie doesn't have a whole lot to not like. This movie does a very good job of being okay at best in a lot of it and then ahead of its time in other places, which makes a, an above-average movie. And that's what we get out of this film is, is above-average, highly watchable, stands up 22 years later You know, in, in most regards. This film is not bad. Well, this, I mean, you know what happens when the toad is struck by lightning? Same thing as everything else. Well, you know. well I mean, but it's, if, it's the the worst, movie, if the worst thing somebody in, fucking wrote that line. The first thing, and if the worst thing in your movie is is a is a is a crappy corny line that Halle Berry says, which makes it kind of okay because Halle Berry got to say True. it. I think you're doing okay in your movie. Yeah, but the bar wasn't set very high for the, the the bar wasn't set high for comic book film. You say, Chris, it came well, like the bar was so low. Well, here's the thing, though. I think that speaks to to like how positive this is because the bar is not very high. The bar is really low and they blew that thing out of the water. They could have came in just above, just above. And then just above as they climb up this thing. But instead this movie came out and really did well where they could have just came in and skated by. Cause that's what every other comic book movies done before it. Instead, they put money, a budget and acting into this thing and decent writing. Good writing. Actually, I'd say. Hmm. Well, what? I actually think it's better than just okay, though. That's that's my whole thing. Is like I think it's actually a very Roger for what a term you use, very serviceable, better than average film. That I just, I mean, I just haven't rewatched it now for this. Is I was pleasantly surprised at what I had forgotten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't. There's not a whole lot to dislike here, and the movie is very like it's. Not a whole lot going on outside of the action pieces. So look, I think we talked about this a little bit, but the locations are the north, the road in the north, Professor Xavier's, there's a bar, and then there's the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> and then there's the X-Men Great. like hero cave thing. Yeah. And it's like Cerebro, which I completely forgot was in this movie, which mm-hmm. plays a huge part in X-Men 2. It does. Um, huge, huge, huge. And if you didn't, if you remember, so when when Hugh, when well, sorry, when Wolverine is remembering kind of his past, is you do see, you, it flashes to, and I, I don't know if they added this later after the footage was available, but it flashes to him in the tank with the with the the things drawn on him where where they were going to cut him and add the adamantium. Yeah, that was in the original cut. Oh, those, yeah, okay. Those, yeah, that was in the original, and, and, and that's what I meant by like they do a very good job of. of, of pulling a through line from movie one to movie two about all that, which is impressive. Honestly, I agree with that. And I mean, I, I still think two is, is the behemoth of this, of the first three. And I mean, oh. I would even say of, of all of them too, is the behemoth. I've never been more sexually confused than in the second X-Men movie. What? I don't believe that either. I don't want to believe that for a second. Oh, we'll talk about it next week. But yeah, no, I, there's a lot of this movie to like, not a lot to dislike there, except for fucking toad. I can't, I just can't. <laughs> I mean, if your biggest problem is Toad. I, can't, I still can't remember. You, know, you, you never see him again. Though, no, right? after no, he gets elected. He, I mean, he, the same thing happens to him and everything else. I am confused. Dies. Not everything dies by a lightning strike. <laughs> I am confused with, can Magneto fly? Yes. Uh, yes. Sort of. So he can levitate metal. So if he has any metal on him, he can actually yep. 
carry himself. That's exactly what happens. Metal. Yeah. Yep. So when yeah. he when he floats up to the top of the Statue of Liberty, what's what's floating him up there? It could be, dude. It just could be his boots. It's his, yeah. His, his so his if belt you, buckle, so if you wanted it to be nerd time. So if you take the second movie when he breaks out of prison and he, uses and he those, makes the iron and the guys. He makes, yep, he makes the iron as as his he like steps on them and he carry and he slows down that metal disc. His shoes are made of metal in his in his suit, so he can just do that anytime he wants to. It is gloves. Do they ever go over that, or is that just something you have to assume? Well, you so, have when he gets broken out of prison. Yeah. Because um, she why stabs him with the, the thing with uh, like the the, 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 iron, iron, the iron. iron. The iron. He goes into his blood because iron, extra iron in blood won't kill you. Yeah. Um, he feels it and pulls it through his pores, which will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he makes like just the one little plate, and then yep. he stretches it as he needs, and yep. then just floats right away. And and I and I pulled that example because that's one that they show us in the movies to show you kind of like how it's working. And you can assume that that's his power this time. It doesn't show you this in the first one, no. But it, they do a good job of like showing you how he kind of does it in that second movie, and that when he breaks out of prison. Yes, that's yeah, what I was wondering about. How a little bit of metal goes a really long way if you wanted to. Yep. Which they do a really good job of that. And actually, Days of Futures Past, where he takes a one carbon rod and like stretches the one iron oh, yeah, rod, yeah, and yeah. he strips it into little tiny pieces mm-hmm. and runs it through the wiring so he can control that stuff. Yep. Yeah. That's what I thought. I mean, Wolverine is like completely useless against Magneto then. He is 100% hard countered. That's always been kind of the thing between those two in every in every medium. It's yeah. Magneto, Magneto literally laughs at Wolverine and treats him like a play toy because that's all he is to Magneto. He's just not a threat. Yeah. And Magneto has other mutants to worry about. Just Wolverine so, at this time. <laughs> one question I did want to ask you, Chris, is, and you by extension, Roger, is where do you think they're going to go? With, where do you think the MCU is going to go with these guys? Like, so clean slate start over. Uh, I think with clean slate start because it will happen. Um, I guarantee it. Um, what I think happens is you're going to get a small group of characters cast to play main roles. You're going to get a new Wolverine. You're going to get a Cyclops. You're going to get a Storm. You're going to get a Jean Grey. You're probably going to get a Cyclops or excuse me, Colossus, and a couple other people peppering because you don't want to go. You don't want twenty people. You just can't. It's too many. Um, so you, what you're looking for is like six or seven Max, a new Xavier. Be really, it really sucks they can't use Mac Boy anymore because I actually thought he does a pretty good job too as a fairly younger guy. However, it's got to be somebody different. Um, I don't know if they if they pulled Magneto, which would be the biggest story that you could pull because Magneto is Wanda Maximoff's dad and Quicksilver. That's how you could roll all this stuff in together. However, that would be really hard for the MCU to pull that off. Magneto is such a powerful player in that universe, yeah. though. It, 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 like, the question would be, where has he been the whole time? Well, true, but I mean, we're going to get that with the X-Men, or excuse me, the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom as well. Yeah. But you just, we have parallel universes now, so yeah. there's that. So, I disagree with you on how many characters we're going to get. Okay. I think they pull like maybe three or four. Oh, okay. I, I absolutely get Wolverine just because of the, the draw that he'll bring period money wise. There's, they can't not do Wolverine. Yep, always. Um, I'm almost willing to bet that we get a, we get a Cyclops character and I think we'll get Cyclops once we don't have Thor is what will happen. Cause I think he'll take that spot of kind of like that character and, you know, kind of like the other leader has that bravado kind of thing, and I think they'll, I think they'll do a good, uh, they'll probably do a good job of making him more of a leader character because we don't have Captain America anymore, and we're not gonna have Thor soon. So I think he'll step into that leadership role, 
Interesting. So I think that we'll get that, you know, if Falcon does, if, if, if they don't move Falcon forward enough to make him fall, fall into that, which is now Captain America, I get that, but he's, I know what you meant though. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a leadership character. He's a leadership poster boy. So he fits that role well. And, um, and his power is, is scalable enough to where he can be, he can be as strong as they need him. to. He can be super contained or super blown up at times. And it kind of works for like, you know, when things get crazy. And, um, I think, well, I don't think we get Gene. I think they're going to say that's okay because Gene's a complicated character. I think they're going to super complicated well, character. A, they can't do Dark Phoenix again, and I don't think they'll touch it. And I don't think they want to deal with uh, any more telepathy or mind mind abilities that they already do with like the characters they've already introduced. Fair. I think they want to stay away from Doctor Strange and those esque characters. I think we'll get more like they could do Rogue technically because Captain because Captain Marvel exists. Carol Danvers is going to be there. So they could do Rogue. I don't think they will though. Um, I think the third character we'll get will be um, yeah, will be Sil- Silver Surfer kind of works in Fantastic Four as much as Mutants but we will get Nightcrawler because he's another huge fan favorite and he goes well with Spider-Man and a lot of stuff. I forgot about Nightcrawler. Yeah, in the second film, he's a big deal. Yeah, Nightcrawler is a huge fan yeah, favorite. He's like, a, yeah, he's a big deal off the charts. He's almost as if you were to like rank him, he'd probably be third or fourth in the in the X Men universe or fan favorite. What are the top five in fan? I mean, after Wolverine, of course. What are the top? What are the, what are the next four after Wolverine? Wolverine, Storm. Um, are we talking X Men heroes or heroes and villains? Because it's a different list. Now. No, X Men Magneto. X Men heroes. Do heroes? X Men heroes. Probably Wolverine, Nightcrawler. Storm, um, Cyclops is actually a huge fan favorite. Colossus actually. is a big one, and too. Colossus is big. Yeah, Colossus is huge. Okay, so those probably those probably probably your top. Okay, five what about off, villains? Off the... Top villains. Magneto. Magneto is number one always. From actually, any one of his spawn as well. <laughs> That's fair, but any one of his kids. Yeah, I mean, we'll do we'll do Magneto. Um, um, Mr. Sinister is actually a big fan favorite. He's uh, tough though because they usually got to have all six of them. The... Yeah, for the Sinister Six, yeah. But I mean, he's 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 a fan favorite for villains. Um, but he's also a big Spider-Man villain. He is. He so... is. Uh, the uh, the next the next biggest villain is probably Juggernaut. Um, Juggernaut is <laughs> Charles's stupid brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, Juggernaut is gigantically loved amongst vil- you know like the fan base for like being just a a very interesting villain. And um, they did him really dirty in the third one, which we'll talk about. But he's he's a much much deeper uh, villain than you than you get. If you count Cable as the bad guy or good guy, it depends. But Cable is also considered a villain for a good portion of of X Men. Cable for a is a while. good guy though. He is a good guy in the end, but he can also be. He used does as a bad villain. things. He's used as a villain already in Deadpool, so I think you could still carry that forward. He's a good guy in Deadpool too. <laughs> he's, he's the villain for half the movie, but I, I think that's all for like top villains. I can think off the top of my head though. I mean, iconic Blob. Blob's huge for like you know just people who know who he is. But we'll never translate to screen. Yeah. Well, they already did him. So yeah, but matter. they 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 tried very unsuccessfully to translate yeah. to screen. Well, it's good. I mean, it's because I mean you keep saying it, Roger, and it's true. The the slate is wiped clean. We are done with whatever X Men exists is not any is former not Fox property is wiped <laughs> off yep. the map. Yeah, which is a shame because no. Well, Hugh Jackman is. It Wolverine. ended really badly. Well, fine, but Hugh Jackman. I don't want to give him up as Wolverine, but well, here's the thing. I think we'll see he him had, again. His arc ended though. Yeah, he ended with the the best movie that they ever made. Got his due, and listen, nothing against our boy Hugh. He ain't got it anymore <laughs> because once I don't think he wants it. Oh, anymore. <laughs> he's in his mid fifties. 
he he doesn't want to do that, and I don't blame him for a bit. And the character arc is over. Yeah, good no, for him. As much as I way ride off the fucking sunset, like a goddamn champion. Man, he went out with his with he went out with the ultimate swan song for a character in a movie series. Yes, so rock yeah. and roll. <laughs> I can't. Logan is such a good movie too. Is I keep forgetting like so Logan and X two. As far as the X Men properties are concerned, with characters, those two are fighting in my mind. But Logan probably edges out X two by a little bit. I mean, it, it. I don't. I don't put them in the same universe for that. For like like superhero movie discussion comparatively, because Logan stands on its own two feet. If it wasn't about you know Wolverine, it's just it's still of an amazing piece of film. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, it could have been a standalone film by itself, too. I mean, That's it, what I mean, yeah. 100%. If we never had the X-Men, it could have made Logan the way it is. But mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, we are running along in the tooth yet again. That's what we do here, along in the tooth. But this has been episode 295B B. of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday and on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please give a comment to rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. But more importantly, thank you very much for listening. Come check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I have no Twitter. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook and YouTube. Always posting things on social media. Next week, we're taking a look at Disney Plus's Pinocchio with Tom Hanks. And we're also going to finish out the X-Men trilogy conversation with X2, X-Men United, and X3, The Last Stand. The best and the worst, baby. Mm-hmm.